Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, this is Eric the Smoke Moran, and you're listening to Heroes 101. And if you're not listening, then you're a chump. So you need to listen in and become a hero on Hero 101. Yes! That's awesome! That's possibly the coolest thing I've ever heard. Heroes 101 Radio, I got the name right this time, I had a hint at the beginning there. <laughs> so the uh, the dictionary defines a hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities, or only in America, a sandwich. Um, or, and uh, the same dictionary defines a superhero as a fictional hero having extraordinary or superhuman powers but also an exceptionally skillful or successful person. And I'll tell you what, this is Spectre from the New York Initiative. I am joined tonight by some exceptionally skillful and, and successful people, not least of all my lovely co-hosts from the West Coast, Rock and Roll from San Francisco. How are you doing, my dear? Oh, listen to you. Your intros are getting smooth like butter. Like butter. I love them. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, and of, uh, as usual as ever, we have the friendly neighborhood night bug on the soundboard. Good evening. Clumsy as he is, stupid. <laughs> it's all true, it's all true. It's <laughs> and, uh, so, and, and I have to say a big thanks as well. I, I always forget this guy, but you may notice on the radio shows that we have some pretty awesome artwork, which are cartoony versions of Rock and I, and if you, if you don't know what we look like, um, we look exactly like that. Um, <laughs> they're, they're somewhat flattering for me, I must say. They smooth out some of the wrinkles, but uh, Vector... Your heads the, are enormous. Yeah, our heads are freaking enormous. That's, that's the ego. It's uncanny. And Vector from the San Francisco Initiative does an awesome job every single week on those images, and I, I always forget to thank him. So thank you, dude. I appreciate that, Vector. You know, I think he's going to be joining us live in just a little bit. He's doing his best to be here. So, so yeah, he was he was um, present at, at uh, one of the marches, which is what we're going to be starting the show off with. So he's got his two cents to put in about it, too. So that'll be fun. Nice. Or and, we'll uh, fire him. Before we start off on, on this week's topic, I wanted to just mm-hmm. mention last week we had um, Substantia Jones on from the Addy Positivity Project. We had uh, Crystal Temper Marks from the, the Washington Initiative and, and author of Bigger Expectation. And damn, that was an entertaining show. That was informative, funny. It was everything I wanted from a podcast. So thank you to those guests. That was awesome. <laughs> You're waiting. You know what? You and I are so conditioned to Nightbug either adding some crazy little soundbite in after we say something, and and when he doesn't, we're both going. Sure, no, wasn't. See what I mean? You see what I mean? Oh yeah, I was waiting for that was a slice of fried gold, or yeah. Um. <laughs> right? You're you're making a shell shock here, bud. How dare you? 
Okay. So I guess, you know, before we get into this episode, I thought it was maybe worth us explaining who we are, who the initiative are, and, and what this real-life superhero movement is. So well, <laughs> which one do you want to take, Rook? Um, I'll explain who the initiative are if you want to talk about the superhero. Go for it. Okay. Uh, this radio show, which is close to 50,000 listens strong, we're so excited, woo, um, is a product of um, lots of sleepless nights and talking about ways that our group could help our community live a happier, safer, healthier life, which is our tagline. Our group is a, well, we're just everyday average Joes. We're teachers. We're we're former uh, military, we're um, law enforcement, um, and we span nine uh, different cities across the world now. And uh, what we do is we sometimes wear costumes and we go out into our communities and we serve our communities however we can. And that translates to free self-defense classes, um, cleanups, needle pickups, homeless outreaches, and street safety patrols, just to name a few of the things that we're involved in. We're also members of the community emergency response teams. Um, We're Citizens Police Academy graduates. The list goes on. But anyway, we're just a group of Joes that wanted to help the community, so we um, started this radio show so that we could reach a a bigger audience and reach a bigger audience we have. Haven't we met those? They're so big. (laughs) They're so big. That's what she said. Uh, and I know Impact's going to jump in on that later. Sorry, guys. Anyway, back to you, Spectre. That's back a big Twinkie. That is a big there Twinkie. So, so uh, as, as Rogue said, we're just a bunch of people trying to help our communities, and, and that is what the real-life superhero movement is as well. It's not necessarily people with uh, superpowers and capes, although some of them uh, some of them wear capes. You, you might, uh, especially during the Hope event, you might see a few people in capes in, in San Diego during Comic-Con. But uh, it doesn't require superpowers. It doesn't require a, doesn't require a fancy outfit. Although they're kind of cool. Um, it requires just a group of people who want to get together and just do something good, whether it's feeding the homeless, free self-defense classes, um, public safety patrols, or more recently getting involved in some of the um, the protests. So, uh, you know, that that's who we are. It's uh, You'd be surprised how normal a group of people the real-life superheroes are. Yeah, I guess as normal as you can be. Most of us, right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess um, you probably guessed from the the subject of this episode, uh, Pussy Hats 2, The Revenge. Um, we, we had a session two weeks ago where we had on representatives of the Women's March on Washington. Um, other local Women's March uh, participants came on. We had a, a really productive session. We had people from the Pussy Hat Project on talking about what they were. And we really wanted to have a recap at the beginning of this show to talk about, you know, what was it like and uh, and, and what, what did it achieve and where did we go from here? So... I wanted to introduce uh, my good friend, Lisa, who was on the previous shows. Uh, Good evening, Lisa. Are you still there? Hi there. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having me again. Thank you. I might be applause. Only time I ever get applause. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you get some real applause at some point and not that cheapy can stuff. Are you kidding me? I've got five kids. I never get applause. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, So, Lisa, I guess... To start with, um, we you know we had a, a good talk last time about what the Women's March was, but uh, 
How did, how did you find it? You were there in Washington, D.C., right, with the other 700,000 or however. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. It was, you know, it was it was probably one of the more exciting days of my life because it was, I'm telling you, the energy, the, the energy was just so palpable. And um, just the, the fact that you were in this massive place with so many other people who basically thought the same way that you did and felt and felt um, so so strongly about the same issues that you did, it was just really really great and um, and very affirming. Because you know, after everything that's been going on, um, you know, you hear uh, other people say, "Oh, get over it, get over it, give him a chance." You know, you know, let, let's wait and see. And you guys are all just crybabies. But you know what? You know, if we were crybabies, we were a lot of crybabies together. And guess what? We were all worried about the same thing. We were all fighting for the same thing. And I have to say, it was probably just, just you know, it's just so energizing and so passionate. I cannot say enough good things about it. It was, it was a game changer and a life changer for me. Right, and and I know, I mean, my I know my co-host and, and Nightbug, you were you were both um, both marching as well in in San Francisco, right? Um, in Oakland, actually, we uh, uh we attended the uh, the East Bay one instead. We we do so much in San Francisco that we thought we'd lend uh, some support to the Oakland one. Turns out we didn't need to lend any support. They were overflowing. Is is the only word I can use? Is is yeah, more than we expected. Definitely. And, and how was how was your experience out there on the East Coast? I'm oh, sorry, on the West Coast, East Bay. You know, I, we got there really early, and we thought, wow, we're here super early, and there's a ton of people. I, if this many people march, we're we're fine with that. This is this is a great, humongous group. But by the time 10 o'clock rolled around and 10:30, we were supposed to start at 10. Um, but by the time 10.30 rolled around, it became abundantly clear that there was no way that we would be able to march because there were too many of us. Um, and there was the path that they had set out before us, the course of the march, um, was just overrun. So it ended up being split into three different marches around Oakland. And um, all three marches were filled to the brim. And, and I have to echo what Lisa's saying. Um, with everything that transpired between here and the, um, the election, I started feeling like the, the ministry has fallen, you know, and <laughs> kind of a bad Harry Potter movie. But um, being out there with, with everyone, and it wasn't just women, and it wasn't, there was there was nothing there that was typical. It was everybody, every age, every race, and you could tell they were from all walks of life. Just that energy, um, I think that I regained a lot of the positivity that I had lost in the past couple of months. And I was I like lots of people around me. Um, I think my positivity stores had just been drained until that day. And now I'm running on almost normal again. Still angry, still unhappy about a lot, but but running on on almost normal positivity. I totally feel the same way. You know what? One of my favorite parts about the march was this great, um, you know, was was this it was this great period where um, where this 
where a chant was started by this man, and he said, her body, her choice, and and all the women replied, my body, my choice. And I just loved the fact that men were so involved in this, that they got it, that they said, all right, I'm going to stand up with you. If this is not just a women's march, this is an everybody march, because we're we because we're all part of the same team here. And it was it, it, it was just so wonderful. But, but I have to say that the same thing happened in D.C., where people just could not march. The, we started... You know, we were supposed to start marching at one o'clock, and I don't. And from what you know, from what I heard from other people who were part of the whole rally, they didn't start marching until two thirty. Now, um, now, uh, now, your lovely wife and I, um, um, Ellie, uh, we were we found a, a little bit of breathing room on the on the mall, so we got to march a little bit. Um, you know, earlier than um, everyone else who went to the rally did. But I have to say, I, it was just, it was so great having the men, there were so many men there. This wasn't a women's march. And it was, I just, I was just so energized by that. I, I, that, that was my favorite part, having having the guys next to us say, reaffirm that that they understood the issues that so many women are facing right now and saying it's our problem too. Right. That's just great. You know, we, we've got a bunch of people in the chat room tonight. Hey, welcome, chat room folks. Uh, good to have you on board. Um, we had uh, people from Raleigh, North Carolina, saying they had the same problem there, that they couldn't even march due to the number of protesters. Um, we had uh, Impact down in Mississippi saying that they actually had a full march down there as well, which might surprise some, being where it is. Um, and uh, I think, you know, everyone's experience was, was a positive one. And, and I must admit, mine, I, I was in New York. I took my two daughters along. It's the first time I've ever done anything like that with them. Um, and we and we got off the train. There were about four people on the train that seemed to be carrying plastic, and it's very, very low-key. We got off the train in Grand Central, and it's a sea of people, an absolute sea inside the building. Outside where the march was, you couldn't even get out the door. We had to walk around probably, you know, almost half a mile around uh, around about eight or nine blocks to get to, get to the beginning of the march. Um, you know, what I loved as well was the same thing, just the diversity of people there, the diversity of causes. There were, you know, people uh, you know, people from the gay community. There were people, um, uh, immigrants, you know, people with flat cards, Spanish, protesting the, uh, you know, just, just their fear about immigration and, and their, their status in the country. And it, it was just such a, you know, I think of New York as a melting pot anywhere. And to see that diversity personified in a march was absolutely incredible. Oh, wholeheartedly agree. Um, I I saved a picture because there were so many great signs out there, um, and I took pictures of <laughs> every single one that really really moved me. But the one that I loved best wasn't one that came from our march. Um, I believe it was in um, oh goodness, like um, was it South South America somewhere? <clears throat> and it was a it was a, a younger man. And he, his sign, roughly translated, said, I'm standing here half naked, because he only had pants on, no shirt. I'm standing here half naked, surrounded by people, and I feel completely safe and loved. I'm in this march because I want these women to feel the same way I do. And I just thought, Thank you so much for understanding. Thank you for getting it, you know. So that's my favorite one. That 
one and the yeah. one from the girl. What did it say? And we swear on this show, so if you didn't know that, we're sorry. Your your kids may not want to hear. It. Sometimes we do. But there was one sign, and it was just a girl, a young girl. She had to be twenty, and she's walking around with a sign that just said, "Shit is fucked up." <laughs> that was it. That's awesome. And I thought that that's perfect, right? I thought, thank you. That that explains it all. Or I can't believe I still have to protest for this shit. I mean, because yeah. honestly, this is, you know, there are some of the older women holding those signs, and I think they're in almost every city because I saw different different um, itinerations of those of those signs. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. I mean, they were marching for this in the 60s and in the 70s and, again, for ERA, and now they're still marching for this stuff now, um, you know, exactly. 30 years later. It's, it's, just, it's just ridiculous and remarkable. But you know what? We will prevail. You know, Spectre, your wife had the best sign, and I have to got to say that so many people stopped her and said can I please take a picture with your sign or with you holding the sign it was it was expect no expect us or no what was it respect us or expect us that was it you know that was a that was a that was a play on um on uh on um the whole resistance um um tagline but it was it was it was just it was magical, and I really, really hope that that um, that this fire continues. I mean, this is something I've always said before. People have said, you know, protests and marches. What good do they do? It's you know, all they do is just exercise your your calves, and that's it. Well, no, you know what? I've always said that this that people had been so dejected after the the election that they needed something. They needed an outlet. And what we need to do is we have to keep the fire burning. So each one of us in all of these cities around the world, the um, all of these little villages even, and even Antarctica, all of us showing up, we were one little log on that big fire, and we're keeping it burning. And that's all we can ask for. Yeah, you know, I, I, in, in the morning, because I, I, the New York one didn't start until late, or at least our wave of the march didn't start until late. So I was literally, I was trying to find the news articles about it on TV to see how the Washington one was going. And, um, I, uh, and, and I found some coverage, but it was kind of a panel of different political groups and what their thoughts were on the march. And I, I turned over the channel just as there was someone from the Republican Party saying, hey, you know, we're, we're all for this, this protest. You know, we, we like the idea that these women are going to come out today and, and have their say, get everything off their chest, and then we can move on and put this behind us. And, uh, no. No, you're not getting it. No, no, we're not. We're not going to get over it. And this is, this is not a passing fad. This is not. This is. This is not something that you that we can just get out of our systems. And you know, and that's. I think one of the things that angers me so much, you know, because I've been reading on social media and I, and um, and some quote unquote social media friends who um, from um, from more um, I guess conservative states, um, particularly the women when they say. I don't get what they're marching about. What do you mean women's rights and human rights being violated? I don't see anything. I make my own decisions, and I'm not a victim of my own circumstance. And I want to say, you know what? Stop it. All you have to do is say thank you to every single woman who marched and protested before you so you could have the rights that you are sitting so calmly and privileged, you know, with, with privilege on. Just say thank you and, and, and thank, say thank you to the rest of us who were out there marching so that your daughters can have that, those same privileges. That's it. I just don't get it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, you know, I'm trying to, to not be angry at them because someone once said to me, and this, this makes total sense, that when you get that mad at someone who says something really <sighs> insensitive, 
like that, you have to remember they just haven't learned yet. And um, how lucky are they? I have to. Right, exactly. I keep having to repeat that to myself over and over again every single day because sometimes you just want to smack the crap out of someone and go, really? Are you really that? But, you know, they haven't learned yet. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm repeating. My mom. Well, you know what? They, they, that's a great life that they have. And, you know, that's, a, that's, that's really, really fantastic that they have not been touched by this. And, but just show a little bit of compassion that there are people who have been, who have been, exactly. um, who have felt marginalized. So that's exactly. it. Uh, you know, my, my yeah. favorite sign, and, you know, and, and I guess I was going to finish my thought earlier. I was watching that, that stupid panel, and, and I, I switched over and found a live stream of the, the speeches in Washington in the morning. And, uh, you know, some of those speeches were so powerful from so many different diverse groups. I was crying. I was, I was literally watching it on my phone while I was laying in the bath, crying like a baby, watching these speeches. And, uh, <laughs> But the the second thing of the day that made me cry, probably the 50th thing of the day that made me cry like a baby, was um, during the march I saw a, ch- a, a, a big um, poster in front of us, a big placard that someone was holding that said, we are the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn. That was awesome. Yeah. That oh, was- my. That's awesome. I love that. Love it. My favorite so far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know um, – I think we uh, just uh, a quick fact, uh, the Women's Marches, um, several news, you know, incredible news uh, articles are saying that it was most likely, I, I don't know how they're still tallying, but it was most likely the largest demonstration in U.S. history. So, um, and the fact that we were joined around the world, there were 600 cities in the U.S. alone that took part in it, not even counting the ones around the globe that took part in my lifetime, and I've been here for half a decade, I mean, half a decade. <laughs> well, okay, I'm awkward. I'm only cheating. Right, I'm only For half a century, um, I have never seen this much support for one cause, well, for several causes in one. I've never seen this many people come together on this earth in one day. And it was just like I said, it, was, it refueled my, my positivity stores. Way to go, women. Amen. Right, right. So I, I've got to ask then, um, I guess kind of wrapping up our recap of the Women's March, um, and actually before I even ask that question, the number of pussy hats out there just blew my mind. I mean, watching it live on what, TV in Washington and then hitting the streets in New York, it was a sea of pink hats. That, I, I think whatever people wanted to achieve with those hats, you know, it, it went over and above that. That's great. And I love, you know, and going back to my socially conservative friends, they couldn't even say pussy hats. They couldn't even say that. They had to call them the JJ hats, as if that was even any better. Really? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They were calling them the the JJ hats and saying, why would you even think about putting something like that in your head? Well, again, you're not getting it. But, you know, they're they're Uh looking to plan another women's march. I I read somewhere that – uh, March 21st is a date that they're do- that they're out there doing it, and also the organizers from the Women's March, um, Bob Land and um, I forget um, um, the um, a few of the other women's names. They're planning on um, um, going outside of uh, um, uh, demonstrating outside of um, um, the Capitol uh, when Jeff Sessions uh, um, is uh, going to be confirmed. Wow! So so the fight's not over. Yes, 
No, 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 no. No, exactly. Um, I heard something to the effect, read something rather that that was it was warning us all to not feel to be to be glad, to be you know encouraged, um, but not to to convince ourselves that our job's done, that we've done enough by doing oh, that. No. Um, yeah, it, it, many people have. Many people had. I'd heard people patting themselves on the back saying, "We did it. Look what we did. We started yep. it." We started it. That's what we did. We started it. We didn't do it. Nothing's done yet. We're just beginning. So with that, I'm really glad that on this episode of Heroes 101 that we have, we're going to focus on ways to go forward from this because that was just the tip of the iceberg right there. Um, And it's not going to be as fun and it's not going to be as heartwarming, you know, all the other work that we have to do now. So uh, a lot of people just want to know, what to do? What do I do now? How do I do this? Because it's all new. It's all new for them, for me. So with and that, we've got a lot to do. Uh, exactly, exactly. I'll turn it over to you two to, uh, if you'd like to um, get the ball rolling by by starting, you know, with some suggestions on anyone who's listening now saying, okay, we did that. Now what do we do? What do I do? What can I do? Well, you know, one is something that something that I've been. Um, yeah, this is this is just from just from my experience working um, in in politics too. That uh, you know there are you know if you're talking about I don't know the 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 latest Trump you know Miss Boo Boo to du jour. I, I I don't even know what to call what to, what to call <laughs> his, his happenings anymore. I mean I I don't, I don't know. I mean um, you know let's take the immigration policy. There are there are a bunch of republicans um um in in the in the congress who have um stood up and said that travel this whole travel ban is just ridiculous and you know usually you you hear um you hear uh, people say you you should only call you know the your lawmakers are only concerned with their constituents and yeah that's true if you are trying to go and call them to lobby for something that you want them to oppose or to support yeah they're only going to call um and listen to their constituents on that but you should call these lawmakers who've stood up against the Trump's travel ban to call their offices and say thank you you did a great job. You may not you may not agree with everything that they do other than that, but the fact that they stood up for this, who doesn't want to hear that they did a great job? They will so they will so welcome it and it just reinforces to them that they were on the right side. So, if people want to if people want to take a little step and do something like that, that's that's great because that's going to bolster the response um to um to to this latest caca thing that he's done. Um uh, you know, I know I don't I don't even know what to call it anymore. I mean, it, it, every single day I turn, you know, every single day there's something in the in, there's something new, or every single hour I, I get a new um, New York Times or CNN alert on my phone, and it's 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 another um, you know craziness that, that this man has done. Um, but that's but another thing that um, that um, I've said ad nauseum is if we are concerned that the federal government is not going to um um or the federal government is going to put in into effect policies and regulations that are going to strip our protections away we need to start looking at what's going on at 
our state and local levels. Make sure that our counties, our cities, our state, that they have laws that are going to protect us or at least legislation up the pipe that can be turned into laws. And that's one thing that I'm that that I'm really really passionate about too. And a third thing um, that you know that um, uh, that we've been discuss- that we've been hearing a lot is we have to take back Congress and we have to take back um, we have to t- um, get a democratic leadership in 2018. And I've been giving a lot of thought about to that and talking to my colleagues. Well, what does that mean for the average Joe? Um, trying to um, trying to affect change in the midterm elections. Well, it means that everyone has to get out there to their to their um, uh, political committee meetings. These political committee meetings happen on the local level at your um, town or city level, at your county level, and they are open to the public. So the, all you all you have to do is start showing up, and then what you can do is then you can start um, getting yourself into leadership positions there. Uh, I know in New York State. We have things that are called district leaders. I think it's in almost every single committee, um, you know, political committee that's out there. Set yourself up as a as a as a district leader. Uh, when we talk about how the Tea Party they took they they took over the GOP, well, that's exactly what they did. They they went out there and um, they took over their um, local political committees. And I think that's what we have to do. We have to start showing up. We can't just keep on talking the talk, or or, or posting things on Facebook. We actually have to you know get in our cars or go walk and and come to these meetings because that's the only way that we can really affect change. Excellent. You know, the number of meetings I've seen recently has blown my mind, but the attendance of, the, of those meetings has been through the roof as well. And, uh, and, and they're, they're extremely positive experiences, you know, even for those people who, who are just frightened, who are just looking at the world thinking, oh, my God, what the hell is happening to my country? Go along to those meetings and, and you'll learn practical ways that you can help and, and ways that you can actually get involved on a personal level. As an average person, you don't need to be a political lobbyist to get involved in that stuff. Nope, just show up. Just, 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 just use your, use your body and go to these meetings. You'll learn, you'll learn a lot, and it's, um, you'll learn how to, you know, but you'll learn how to engage other people by, by listening at these meetings. You know, one of the, one of the things that we talk about in, uh, you know, in politics is, um, is, is how to campaign, right? And, and by campaigning, a lot of it is persuasion. Pers- the, the candidate persuades the voter that I'm the better person that you, that you should cast your ballot for or, and over, over this person. But what we miss a lot in politics is the engagement in the first place to get people interested in the issues. And I think that this that these meetings, this is a way to do it. Right, right, absolutely. absolutely. I think the the other thing that um, Emily on our show two weeks ago, who worked with you, said, um, which I thought was really insightful, was um, pick up the phone. You know, phone calls are logged. Phone your representatives. Um, <clears throat> there will be records of those phone calls. You know, at, at the very least, if you know, you should get through to a human being and, and be able to be able to do something. So if, if you're worried, if you want to talk to somebody, just just pick up the phone. That's what they're there for. They're they're your public servants. Exactly, and like she said, also, you know, um, when we have to answer the phones, we have to stop everything that we're doing. We have to we have to just pay attention to the other person on on the other line. So you know, make that a really really great conversation. This is this is your chance to to um, to uh, to lobby the staff and uh, and let them know what the issues are because the staff we go and report back to our bosses. Right, right. right? And you know the, the no. Last, 
wanted to raise that was kind of brought up in a show a couple of months ago and, and seems to have died a, died a death on social media, but I think is still relevant and still powerful, are safety pins. I think <clears throat> yeah, Ellie the other day was out in a, in a supermarket or somewhere and, and somebody approached her and noticed the safety pin on her coat and commented on it and they had a conversation about the, you know minority groups and feeling threatened and you know I, I think the safety pin is still a symbol that you know I'm, I'm looking out for you I'm willing to stand up for you and I'm, I'm a safe haven so uh, that, you know that's something I'd encourage people to continue absolutely anything any show of support right and you know all these all these tips that you're giving out, I think that anyone listening in, um, anyone who can hear this, uh, if you take these, because we always post links or we we recap what our guests have said um, on our Heroes 101 page, you can take this and you can spread it with your friends and family on social media because just like Emily was saying a couple weeks ago, I never knew that they really did have to stop and take every single phone call and just how important it was to actually call the offices, you know, of, <clears throat> of senators and such, because lots of people think, oh, it's just, it's going to be ignored. They're not going to pay any attention. But after she said that, it was, it was very enlightening, and I shared that with everyone I knew, that, yes, it does make a difference. Make a phone call. So if you're listening now, please uh, take a lot of this info. Like I said, we'll make it easy for you and uh, repost it. Um, so that you can just share it on your own pages. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's absolutely, she's absolutely we'll be... right. We, we log every we log everything. We log, yeah. And um, and there's uh, you know and um, and uh, you know a lot of the stuff that uh, that Emily um, 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 had uh, stated before too is actually you know in in the this indivisible guide that um, that's been making its way around um, um, social media and online. Um, there was a kind of like a how to, like an advocacy how to primer written by some um, ex congressional staffers, and a lot of the stuff that they say there in there is is absolutely right. One of the things that they that I wish that they had said is you know gave a little bit more. Um, insight in, um, into uh, what people should say <laughs> when they get us on the phone. So, um, so maybe maybe that's a, something that we should be discussing at another time. We should have like an advocacy call, like a lobbying call. What, you know, let's teach people what, exactly what to say. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I feel as well that the other thing. I mean, I've noticed today there have been some some videos that have been uh, posted of people being arrested and pepper sprayed at various um, protests around the the travel ban and. and you know, I think calling it what it is, the Muslim ban. Um, and, uh, you know, and I guess the one thing that really, really struck me during the Women's March in New York was just how peaceful and safe and controlled everything was. It was very, very relaxed. You know, there was a lot of noise, but, you know, even the um, the officials who were, you know, walking around with us and the, uh, you know, the, the police and so on, it, it was a great vibe. Everyone seemed happy. There was no threatening behavior at all. But, you know, things will go south. You know, I've, I've been involved in other protests, race-related protests out in Brooklyn, where they've turned into a full-scale riot halfway through just because of the, the pent-up emotion and the anger. And I think, you know, certainly that, that seems to uh, have, have been a risk when it comes to the travel ban. So I guess, you know, all I would reiterate is, is keep a cool head because, by getting arrested, you know, even if you haven't done anything wrong, even if the the police are just using any excuse to get at you, 
um, you know, by being a public spectacle, um, all, all you're doing is undermining the cause that you're there to promote in the first place. Definitely. <clears throat> Definitely. You know, yeah, I love how in, in D.C. There's, there were no arrests whatsoever. It was awesome. Absolutely. Right. I, I don't – do you guys know where there were any big arrests? Because there weren't in Oakland, um, San Francisco either. So anybody in the chat room know of any arrests? During the uh, the marches, because I yeah, uh, Discordia Matrix in the chat room is saying I don't think there were any at any of the women's marches. I'm I'm inclined to agree. I don't remember reading about any arrests. Yeah, I think that was that was the big thing in the news that that it, that it was it, that it was so peaceful. There was there was a, the, you know the, in D.C. the only thing that I saw was um, there there were, um, there were, I guess groups of Trump loyalists of supporters that were trying to go around and, and um, um, you know, little groups, not a lot, uh, trying to go around and, and engage with um, with um, some of the marchers, and but but no one wanted to engage, so they had to so exactly. they had to stop, All right? Because because exactly. people were yeah people were just there to do their thing, march, exactly. protest. So that was so that was yeah. great. And again, it was, it, it was it was it was unifying. That's what the marches were. They were they, were, and it was, um, and, you know, it's a. Again, it, it just showed that we are all on the same team, and the te- and the team is for good. The team is for, the team is for, for for equality and for people. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? Right. Absolutely. You know, in the chat room, in the chat room, there are people talking about, and I've heard this as well that you shouldn't go around congratulating ourselves that we didn't have arrests because a lot of that seems racist, that it seems that there was a preference towards white women and that had this been a racially motivated protest march around the world, that there would have been arrests, that that the police would have had a a different um, attitude towards this. And part of me is really inclined to agree with that. On the other hand, um, we'll... I, I believe that we were saying that uh, we didn't hear about any protests in response to Specter's comment about the people getting arrested at the Muslim ban, um, you know, protests. So uh, it's not that we're congratulating. Hey, congratulations! Nobody got arrested. We're just we're comparing the two. So we can talk about that another time. You know, um, how these types of of marches can be racially. Uh, one-sided, and we know they can. We know that the world is is that way. So um, that's we'll, we'll discuss that another time. But um, I know that we've only got Lisa on for a certain amount of time, and I think that we we overran that time. So, Spectre, do you have anything else that you wanted to bring up with Lisa, or should we we let her uh, go back to what she's doing, like we promised? See, exactly. I pay my taxes. <laughs> I pay my taxes. How do you like that? Woohoo! <laughs> Exactly. That's why we welcome you on this show anytime you want. There you go. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. Welcome. So thanks, Lisa. Yeah, sorry for uh, monopolizing your evening. We hope you uh, hope you have some success with your taxes tonight. <laughs> we'll, uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. <laughs> thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks. Thank have you, Lisa. A, have a great show. Mm-hmm. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. So, Rock, I feel like as well as monopolizing Lisa's time, we've kept our second guest hanging for way more than is polite. So uh, maybe we should we should welcome our uh, our second guest on the show tonight. What do you think? No, I don't like that guy. 
Kidding, <laughs> this guy. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at the clock and I went, holy butt, it's 3 a.m. Why are we still chatting each other on Facebook? Go to sleep, fool. And he'll, you know, it's fun to talk to this next guy. So, um, yeah, we should absolutely bring him in because he's one of my favorites. Don't ever tell him I said that, though. No one tell him I said that. He's already here. Ah, damn it. Hello, Impact. (laughs) Oh, Impact. That guy sucks. I know. Thank you. Thank you. We got to take these switches away from Nightbug, I tell you. That sample repeats three times. It's not my fault. Okay. You want to introduce our guest since I already just, just talked way too much about him, Spectre. <laughs> hey, okay, yeah. So I guess I first met Impact at the Warrior Dash uh, last year. Uh, we met face-to-face, um, and he was, uh, he was a trooper on the Warrior Dash. We, uh, we, we did ourselves proud that day for the, uh, for, for the kids at St. Jude's uh, Cancer Research Hospital. Um, Impact is a member of the Extreme Justice League and based in Mississippi now, I believe, sir. <coughs> Yep, now in Mississippi. Um, and actually starting on, just on that, so and I mentioned the chat room. So we had our own protest down here that I actually looked up when you had the first Pussy Hat uh, show going. Um, so that, that kind of gave me the put because at first I didn't think there was going to be anything down here. But I, I looked it up and I ended up – uh, showing up a bit late, and I got to the outside of this building, and I went um, not as a superhero, just to you know, as me. Um, but I get to the outside of this building, and there's like 30 people. I'm like, all right, this is good. This is nice. This is a lot, but this is better than I could have hoped for down here. Um, and I'm sitting that, and there's some talking going on, and then there's some speeches, and then uh, all of a sudden, people just start filing out of this building, and eventually there's like two or three hundred people in this march that I expected 44. So that was pretty cool. And then they did it in a way that made me really happy to be there, which was they never blocked track. Uh, the, the march organizers would stop um, the march at intersections and shoot people across, So we, and we stayed on sidewalks the whole time. So we did everything legally so no one could get too mad at us. And for the most part, we had a lot of positive support from drivers. Um, someone that I was marching actually did a count of like, I think it was like five go trumps, uh, two middle fingers, and three like head shakes. But other than that, we got a lot of like positive honking from people. So that was pretty cool. And then yeah. the other thing that you guys brought up was the safety pins. And I've actually, for the past couple months, I wear one on the hat that I wear almost every day. And on my uh, superhero armor, I actually have them, uh, like four of them hanging across my armor at, 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 on the sides. So I did actually incorporate them into my look to use that whole I support you thing. And on the bags that I carry for handouts. So, Very so cool. you're trying to say people are four times as safe with you as they are in anyone else. Wearing a single safety pin. That's at minimum. Because at times I've got right. like six, because the bag has some too. So at because, least because four now. times it's safe. Yeah. Right oh on. Oh, my God. You goofball. That's exactly how it works. Wow. 
<laughs> and, and I know that I know that um, all of this that, like I said, is that has transpired um, has because we were talking and, and you were talking about how it it uh, inspired you to bring up which what you're going to bring up on your segment here. And by the way, yeah. apologies. Uh, Bug was very out of the loop with discussing what what the uh, topic was for this show. So uh, when he created the show, <laughs> when he created the the description, he didn't have anything about you in there. And I looked and I went, wait, there's nothing here about Impact. What's going on? Did he cancel? And Bug said, Impact. No one told me Impact was going to be on this show. Apologies here. Uh, for the record, this is and Nightbug, damn it, up. turn that music off. <laughs> Good, good. We like it when you call it. So we can make fun um, of you. Good. But yeah, so I guess <clears throat> what I want to talk about is kind of, at least to me, the logical conclusion or the logical continuation of the entire conversation we just had about the Pussy Hat mm-hmm. March. Um, mm-hmm. Because the, that, the way I see it, that march, and even the, uh, the travel ban protests, and I'm actually speaking my words very carefully right now for a reason. But the travel ban protest and the march were all, you know, they were reactions to how we were feeling, um, people feeling upset, and wanting to do something about it. So what I want to talk about is ways to do that, both through how you interact with other people, specifically online or in person, but also, I mean, and then... The next part is a little more open if we get to it, and that's just things we can do. So the, the first thing I want to go into is, and it's, it's kind of a topic that we've talked about here before, which is kind of like the social media presence, but it's way more important now, I think, than it ever was for when we talked about it for being a hero. Um, and by that I mean, so... So, uh, so when when you're talking, to, when you see someone post something on Facebook, and and they refer to you or me or anyone, they say you know liberal snowflakes or a bunch of hypocrites. At that point, are you really like, like, do you think that you're going to have a productive argument with this person? Are you are you do you think that you're going to be able to talk in a reasonable way at that point? I'm asking. Probably not. No, no, no. Probably not. It sounds right. like they've already labeled. Yeah. Once, once you're labeled, once you're attacked, it shuts down. At least I have a hard time responding evenly after that, and I think I'm better at responding evenly than a lot of people on Facebook. And so, you know as well, I have to say, I, I completely agree. Um, but I would say that goes two ways as well, and I think. You know, and and I'm not done, and that's the point I'm making. Is, you know, that, that, that doesn't help either. And I think that, that kind of creates exactly the same stigma as the, you know, the, the libtard snowflake kind of argument. That's, that's exactly where I was going with that, actually, um, is that it has to work both ways. And so really my idea is I, I, I don't know if there's anyone who's more right-leaning uh, listening to this right now. I assume based on the topic of the show, most of the audience is left-leaning. Well, let's assume some people are conservatives and voted for Trump. So everything I say, I'm going to try and send it in both directions so that it makes sense to both sides. Um, and, yeah, 
Like the second, if the second one of us, someone on the left calls someone on the right a racist, they're not, the argument's over. The same as if someone on the right calls someone on the left a uh, snowflake or a libertarian, the argument's over. And I think that's one of the issues because it's so, it's so appealing to rip those labels out and just smack them onto somebody when they're being an asshole or when they're just being tough to talk to, or even when you just don't want to argue with them. It's really appealing to just label someone. And that's the problem because it, it stops the conversation from happening. Mm. Um, okay. And so I think, and, and for me, what I try and do is when I see someone, when I want to bust a label out on somebody, or when I see them do it on me, first I ask myself, what's a better way to go about that? And if necessary, I might even ask them, do you have, any, do you have a reason that I'm being retar- uh, libert hard or, uh, or a snowflake or a racist or whatever? Get them to tell you why. Actually make them explain it to you. And that way... Agreed. Yeah, like, because one of the great things I've always said is, oh, the liberals don't, don't follow logic. You know, they, they just ignore logic. Okay, so you showed me this, and I'm going to give you these facts. Now explain to me why I'm not following logic. Well, because you're ignoring this. No, no, I, I get that you said that, but I'm going to say this also. See where my disconnect comes from. And either they will or they won't. And then... You know, they don't, if, if you're both being logical, but they refuse to admit, or if you're being logical and they're not, but calling you logical, well, then that's kind of telling what it's in front of everybody. And, and honestly, and even though I just said it, one of the things we actually have to think about a lot is what does winning an argument mean? What, what, what good does it do to get someone to admit that they're being racist or illogical? Right. And, you know, I, I kind of went through this yesterday evening, actually, and, and maybe, you know, I can give an example and see what you guys think. So I, I've got a friend who I met at the same Warrior Day <laughs> down in uh, North Carolina. Um, and a really good guy, really good-hearted guy, genuinely positive guy. He he creates packs for the homeless. He's a great guy. Um, he's very openly a Trump supporter, very openly right-wing. And, you know, I agree with him on one. I vehemently disagree on the other. But, you know, I, I respect his right to an opinion. And he posted quite a rant yesterday about um, immigration and about how every president in the past has been given a standing evasion for their stance on illegal immigration. And, you know, it, with Trump, it's just a popularity contest. And he's being vilified for, for saying exactly the same thing that Bill Clinton and all these other presidents said. And, you know, and, and he had something of a point um, However, I'm, I'm a legal immigrant, and I'm in exactly the same boat. You know, I'm, I'm here on a, on a legal visa, but if I went to an Arabic country and tried to come back into the United States, I would be held in a detention center like a criminal for no reason. And, you know, and, and so, you know I, I read his post, and I thought, you know what, I could reply to his post with some sense, and, and he'd probably come around to my way of thinking, and yet there was a string of comments on his post for people who 
were obviously much less reasonable who were just writing things like, yeah, fucking liberal morons, you know, they wouldn't get this, and people are so fucking dumb on the left. And, you know, and, and I thought, why, why would I put myself out there as, a, as an object to be attacked? What am I going to gain by convincing this guy of my point of view? Maybe I'll send him a private message, but I'm not going to go out there on social media and start trying to have this battle. It's a waste of my time and energy, you know? No, I have to add something to that, you know, and I'm, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from, Spectre, because there are so many times I've literally told Bug that I, I have a time limit now on Facebook and I have to get off because you could try to go and change minds. It's so rare. I think in all the years I've been on Facebook, I've seen it happen maybe five times that you've actually changed someone's mind because when, when they're that outspoken against something – they tend to have what I call groupthink. You know, they surround themselves with people who think like them um, and get rid of the rest. In, in this instance, have I gotten rid of people who, who support Trump? I have, but it's not because they support Trump. It's because of the comments and their mindset that goes along with it because there are things that you can't, that I personally cannot turn my back on. I can't turn my back on any racism that goes along with it or any extreme right-wing Christianity that goes with it that condemns everybody else. Yes, I will drop people that way. But I have a ton of people who disagree with me in real life, you know, around me, and that's good. So I'm, I'm, what I'm saying, my point is I'm glad you didn't engage, and I love, I love what impact, I love what you're trying to do for people who do want to engage. Because there needs to be, because like I said, a lot of this is so new. For people who want to engage, maybe if they stopped for one moment and thought about the things that you're talking about now, it would help that encounter be less angry and ugly and hateful, which is all you see out there now. Yeah. And, and, and that actually, I had a, a great quote that I wanted to throw in this because I did research and actually wrote a lot starting on the day of the inauguration and just wrote a ton of things, a ton of thoughts down. Um, and a lot of them I had to throw out because they were so, like, they were too much. But um, one of the great things that I found was a uh, quote by Amy Poehler, um, you know, star of Parks and Rec. Who I love her. Was like my jerk. Yeah, she's amazing. But um, mm-hmm. so she said, if you can speak about what you care about to a person who you disagree with without denigrating them, or insulting them, and you may actually be hurt. And that's something that most people don't think about. They think, if I just tell them that they're a racist, they'll see the errors of their ways. Or if I tell them they're illogical, they'll know that I'm logical and turn around. And it's like, no, you're, you're wrong. I'm sorry you're wrong, because that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. That's not how people work. If you're if you're just telling people that they're wrong without having a conversation about it, they won't listen. Like, right. Um, and Blue, Blue Beacon in the chat room is, uh, I think she's echoing a lot of people's thoughts. I, I really think open and respectful discussion between Republicans and liberals is what will help heal this divide and solve problems. Absolutely. It's, uh, we're all learning. We're all learning together right now because these are new waters new uncharted territory that we're all trying to get through. Blue Beacon is probably the best person I've ever seen at this. Like she posts these debate questions and it's people from 
the opposite end of the spectrum going at it, but she herself like really maintains a calm that I don't think a lot of people can do. So that's, I actually like specifically told her to listen to me because I knew she'd be good for this one. Ah, uh, she's saying um, thanks. Um, Sakura Tora is saying, and she is responding to that saying, but then you try to have an actual conversation with some people and the blinders are on, and I know exactly what she means because I've seen her try to have conversations with people. There are some people who will not be swayed, who, who are set oh, in totally. their way, you know, yeah, exactly. And what I'm, but like what you're I'm saying, talking about is, is definitely not supposed to be a cure-all because I don't think right. – there's so many people who just don't give a shit. They they don't they don't they can't <laughs> right. imagine being wrong. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not like they're like oh I'm really set in this, but you can prove to me that I'm wrong. It's no, I am right because I am right because I am right and you're wrong. And it's wow. and yeah, this is not <laughs> yeah. going to work on them. This is not aimed at people <laughs> like that. Because honestly, the only way that I deal with people like that is just walking away or ignoring them. Like I, I, I've given up on people who refuse to, to consider. Right. Is it, that's only the thing. People it's, that want, that are willing to talk. Right, because you have to. I think along with everything you're saying, which, like I said, is a great primer for people who are going. I really want to engage. I don't know how. Um, Taken with the uh, the caveat that that you have to know when to say when, and and walk Strategic away. Strategic retreat is a tra- is a strategy. Thank you. We teach our students that. But anyway, go. I'm sorry. I keep I keep interrupting you. Go no, on, no, please, no, this sir. is fine. I enjoy this. <laughs> no, because I, I prefer to do this as a dialogue. Anyways, I don't like just ranting for a while. Um, <laughs> but and but there, I did have one more thing um, that I wanted to say about this specific point, which was um, again, it's and, and this is the one that really bothers has bothered me especially on Inauguration Day when there was a lot of protests going on or and a lot of riots going on along with the protests. And I saw a bunch of people going, wow, wow this shows how hypocritical all the left are because they, they, you know, they're the peaceful party, but they're breaking everything. And I wanted to say, if the KKK and the neo-Nazis can support Trump, but being on the right doesn't make you KKK or neo-Nazi, then the left can support the reasons behind the protest, but doesn't we all riot? Just think about that. Not every, we're not all, it's not two groups, and if you're in one, you're doing everything they're doing. Just, and if you're in the other, you're doing everything they're doing. So I just want to make sure, remind everyone on both sides that we're all a bunch of snowflakes, including <laughs> the right. We all, we're all individual, but when you take a step back, we all look really similar. Like, that's a good way to look that's at the thing it. About it. That's the thing about snowflakes is when you get really, really close, it's really pretty and beautiful and special. But if you take like two steps back, the whole thing is like it's really the it's really just the same thing with minor differences. Nice. Not to say people aren't special. It's saying that everyone's special. So stop pretending that only the people you don't like are special in a stupid way or that only the people you do like are special in their own way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've got to say, I, I mean, I, I'm definitely one of those people who's guilty of, you know, I, I see social media as a way for me to communicate with my friends and family, you know, across the, across the pond. And 
I don't I don't tolerate people on there who voice beliefs that I find offensive. I just literally cut them out because it's so easy. Why would I why would I want to, want to waste any of my life? Oh yeah. Got, you know I don't go on social media very much anyway. I'm I'm definitely not one of those people who lives online. And you can probably see from the fact that I've had big events in New York and they're not even on the New York Initiative Facebook page because I'm I'm so far behind. So like you know if if I'm if I'm missing time on important things, I'm not going to waste my time on things that are unimportant, like talking to a racist asshole. Exactly, and, I, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying that we should be. I'm not saying that you should be. I'm saying that if you're going to, there's a way to handle it. If, you, if I, I have no problem cutting people out if I really disagree with them. Um, but no, right. if, if if you have an issue, like don't yeah, don't waste your time on people. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to say that because everyone's got to do their own thing. So. I see we've got uh, our our good buddy, uh, drunken Uncle Ira, in the chat room right now, talking through uh, his, his, yeah. his, his, his. Well, we don't know that he's drunk right now. We just we just call him Drunkle. Yeah. But uh, he's he's talking uh, through through Sakura's uh, profile, saying Ira here, speaking on that. There are too many of the right who look at. Oops, I hate this chat. There's too many people on the right who look at all brown people or Muslims and think there's a and think there's a terrorist and there's no two ways about it. But if you say all Republicans are Nazis, holy crap, get ready to catch the feathers as they fall. Hmm. And no, he's right. I mean, like that's that's kind of how it goes. I mean, the left will do the same. We'll do similar stuff. Like I said, I don't want to single one side out over the other, and I've seen people on the left do the exact same crap. But, yeah, no, that's a really good example. Like, that happens a depressing amount. And, and, that's, and that's the point I'm trying to make with the whole snowflake joke, which is, it, it, is that you, can, you, you, can't, you can't label everyone on the other side and then not expect to be, have, ever, have your side get labeled. Because that's just stupid. Golden rule. Yeah. It's high school yeah. all over again. The golden again, rule applies you know? perfectly. It does. It feels like high school all over again, doesn't it? Us and them and, you know, dodgeball. We're all it's trying tribal. to it's smack tri- each other in tribalism. the head. <laughs> exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's tribalism. very blatant tribalism. Of my side is better than your side. No two ways about it. And that really only works when you're watching, like, professional sports. Like, that's the only time you can really get away with that argument in, in real life, in my opinion. And even that. You know what? I, I've got to like, say, though, and, and I, I don't think it's even Stevens and, and, you know, both sides have got a point. I think there are some issues which are fundamentally right and wrong. And, I, you know, and, and, and therefore, the people I surround myself with, I try to make those positive people who are optimistic for, for the good of, of society and the good of minority groups. And I, you know, I think some of the issues that are being disputed here, you know, the right of a woman to choose what to do with her own body, you know, the, the right of, of a Muslim who holds a valid visa to enter the country and go to a house that they're paying a mortgage and paying taxes on, you know, there are simple things that to me are just very much right and wrong. And it's hard not to get passionate about that. It's hard not to get incensed when, you know, when someone's, when someone has a viewpoint, which in my mind, is, is just evil. It's as simple as good and evil in some ways. So I actually have, I have a, I have a, I agree with you on that, actually. 
Um, I, I do. I really do think that there are some things that are right and some things that are wrong. But for the sake of argument, I, I actually have been trying to kind of tamp that down because one of the things that I've kind of thought about is, in a, in a way, morality is subjective. What is right can, is arguably subjective. Um, I will never think that the things that I think are right aren't, well, no, I'll never think the things that I think are really wrong are right, but I can understand why some people think differently than I do. And to that note, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it like this. As an example, um, with, with the Muslim band, um, that infuriates me um, because so, cause it, it, the, it makes me think of, uh, you know, something that happened back in, in, uh, ni- in 1942. There was a boat called the St. Louis that came to the United States looking for asylum. Uh, this boat was turned away by FDR, and uh, the people on this boat were stuck and had to go back to Europe, where the, the people on this boat all ended up in concentration camps because they were all Jews. So this is what I think about when I first heard about the band. Yeah, but you know, and I, I must admit, for me, I immediately came back to the same era Japanese internment camps. It, it's just exactly. completely parallel to that, yeah. And, and the reason it came to that for me is um, I, I, don't, I don't, like, go shouting this from the rooftops that I've said it for. Is I'm, I'm Jew, I was raised Jewish, like, culturally. That's where I identify as a Jew. I don't identify as Polish or Russian. It's Jewish. So that's why that's important to me. Um, and a lot of Jewish groups have spoken out against the Muslim ban. Go figure. Um, but I also know a lot of people who say, you know, I, I, I really do want – I want to slow down the flow of illegal immigrants. And you know what? I, I get that. I get it. And I can understand why you think that. I think you're wrong. And I think the fact that you're assuming everyone is illegal is wrong. But I can understand your point. And that's what I'm trying to make. Or the point I'm trying to make is, is if you can try and understand a point, you don't have to agree with it. But it helps you have an argument or it helps you have a discussion rather than an argument. Right. And I, I've just it's got to really read out hard, it's really hard to in do. the chat room was, was just replying to my initial point saying, um, I agree that a Muslim ban is inherently wrong, but the Republicans do not see it as a Muslim ban. They see it as a temporary measure that will be lifted in only 90 days. So while I agree a Muslim ban is evil, I don't think Republicans are evil for supporting it. They just do, do not see it from the same perspective as we do. They're not trying to keep Muslims out because they hate them. They're just worried about protecting the people in their own home first. I don't agree with them, but I understand them. I don't consider them evil. And, and I guess, you know, my, I, I would agree with that. I don't think the people supporting the ban are evil, but I, I think that the, the measures are incredibly, incredibly wrong. And, I, and you exactly. know, I would encourage anyone to stand out, to stand up against something that's wrong. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, I, and, 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 like, and like I said, I, I think, it, and honestly, I think this is, Immigration itself is such a sticky issue. Otherwise, we would have solved it already. But yeah, I mean, I think I think I think there's a very valid point what Blue, uh, what Blue Beacon is saying, which is one of the ways that I've been trying to look at it. 
But, you know, I also really get what uh, Sakura said and what, and what you've been saying. Like, it's, it, it's really – it doesn't look good. <laughs> Let's just leave, I guess, call it that. It doesn't look good. You know, I must admit, I mean, um, that that one particular issue is so much more raw than just being an academic conversation. You know, this is literally my kids could be taken out of the school that they've been going to for the last five or six years, and we could literally be made to leave the country. And, and that's something that they're specifically looking at is the type of visa that I'm on. They could remove my family and I. You know, I've been paying taxes the whole time. I've, you know, I've been, I haven't done anything wrong in terms of the eyes of the law, and yet I could be removed from the country with my family. Um, under and, and that's something Trump has specifically wanted to do. So you know, I, and, and I yeah. think that, and, and you know, I, and I'm a privileged white guy. I'm a middle class white guy who lives near New York. You know, if, I, if I was a, a working class black person, or you know, a, a, an immigrant immigrant from Mexico, for example, you know, one of the guys who's uh, supposed to be paying for the war. You know, and, and I get very, very passionate about this because my family is physically at risk, and there's nothing more emotive than that. But I think, you know, if I was in a even more of a minority group, um, man, I, I can see why it's very, very difficult to see past the, the personal feelings there. Oh, totally. So my dad, my dad is uh, runs. He, you know, he's an attending at a teaching clinic, so he gets a lot of residents and fellows that are a lot of them just. Um, they're all they're all immigrants. Like he has at least, I don't know how many a year are from other countries, but it's a large enough por- but it's a very large portion, and and I think that's something that's not thought about is we have so many doctors in this country that are from other countries. Like like I know apparently we don't care about the healthcare system if we're appealing, you know, the ACA. But we have so many doctors from other countries that if they all get deported, I don't know what we're going to do. You know, there's an interesting conversation going on right now in the chat room um, about the whole labeling thing, about calling all of something this or calling all of, of something else that. And I think that we all know, and I think there are a lot of good people in the chat room. I really don't know of any jackasses in the chat room. Um, on when I'm looking at the names on there, <clears throat> I think we've had um, at least some contact and conversation with with someone, you know, with with everyone in there at least once. This is not your typical Facebook um, page, and we all know that. We all know that out there. Some there are people who are jackasses, and there are people out there whose intent is very clear from the get-go. So again, and I'm going to keep interspersing <laughs> all, um, all of uh, impacts, notes, and, and tips. Um, I'm going to keep bringing this up that I think it's to those of us, especially um, who are listening right now, like you said, it's probably a, a, a very uh, left-leaning, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to assume. Anyway, I'm saying that we're smart enough to know within two minutes of engaging someone, or maybe even sooner if they've made it abundantly clear, whether or not we can engage with this person and whether or not any of the things that we just heard are worth continuing with. Because 
someone's yeah it's it's you know we don't need to call all of this or all of that a particular name but we do know that we've seen racists we've seen people who are nazi supporters we've seen you know all of that so i would highly encourage you to to take a deep breath because it seems to me like i've never seen this many people fighting in my life on facebook and and i will go through the next it's insane and I don't, want, I don't want to miss out on what my team's doing or the events that are going on or the people who aren't taking part in any of this just because I'm so overwhelmed and, and flooded with all the negativity. So I think if everybody steps back, takes breath, and says, I absolutely know that I can't engage with that person because they've already made it abundantly clear where their head is at. So I think along with the tips that you're giving, that we also need to put that into practice more than ever going, I'm stepping back and I'm walking away. And I know impact that you specifically come on <laughs> private messages told me, don't engage. I know you're about to engage. Don't engage. And, and, and thank you because at that point I really needed that because I was about to really engage with that person. So <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's one of those tips I always forget to write down because it's, it's built into my head to do it that I forget that it's to, re- to write that down on the list. To be honest, because that is totally, that is definitely something I want. Oh no, I've 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 I used to you know go on a lot of like forums and here and websites and stuff like that where I would get into arguments and then eventually I'm like no, this is stupid. So now whenever right. someone tries to argue with me, I I either walk away or make a joke out of the entire thing. You know, exactly. I, I with you guys in terms of taking a break, you know, taking a breath and, and taking a step back. But, you know, one thing I love at the moment is how fired up everyone is about this topic. And, you know, I, I don't <laughs> social media is the platform for, for that for that fury to come out necessarily. I mean, you know, I, I love it that people are vocal about how they feel and I, and I don't think they should stop being vocal about how they feel. But I, you know, I would encourage people to get out on the, get out to the streets. You know, we were just talking about another women's march. There are, there are protests almost every single day in New York for, for something or other, and they're all really good causes. So, you know, if you've got pent up energy, pent up frustration, get out there and, and you know, that, that's when you stop taking a breath. That's when you get out there and vocalize the holy fuck out of the thing and just make your voice heard louder than anyone else's. Exactly. Um, I'm going to respond yeah, to Blue Beacon's that. question. Yeah, Blue Beacon had a question that I was curious about how you guys manage compassion fatigue. Well, funny you ask. We have uh, one or two shows, I know at least one, uh, dedicated to just that, to handling compassion fatigue. So if you go on the iTunes or, or even on the you know, Blog Talk Radio archives, um, you can listen to that, that show um, at your leisure. So I had to throw that in there. How's that, Spectre? See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pimping out our shows. So. You're, you're plugging like a pro. Episode 55, look, Bug even looked it up for you, Blue Beacon. Episode 55, Combating Compassion. So <laughs> there you go. Staying sane while doing all the things. Yeah, that sounds like a, a, a temper crystal um, title. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So, I, I, um, I battled it by doing this stuff, by either going yeah. out and doing a patrol or talking with you guys or actually going to martial, like martial arts class. Those are the ways I, or exercising. That's how I battle my compassion fatigue. I do something to make me feel good and then get back into it. Absolutely. You know, Miss Fit, she, that's her therapy. She'll go to the gym. And uh, that's why you never see her pissed off on Facebook or anywhere else. That's what she does. 
So uh, I would highly recommend it. And um, do we, do I was yeah. going to say we didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> Chug a no, beer. No, um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you too. We're reading the chat. I'm sorry. For those of you listening going, what are they talking about? We can read the chat uh, conversations, which means next time try to get into the chat conversations, um, along with uh, what we're saying. So, But uh, we apologize. I'm back to Carter. Impact. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Um, Who's breaking up? Oh, okay, who's got the Yeah, I had some weird. Okay. That was me. I had, I've been on headphones and I had some technical difficulties or something. I don't know. Um, That's because I'm too lazy to, to hold a phone in my hand for this long. Uh, I don't blame you. Oh, so one of the other thoughts that I had, and I think this is going to be one of the less popular ones, is yeah. um, and it, and so I'm going to direct it to the liberals first, but I got to follow up for the conservatives after. Don't worry. Um, Mm -hmm. so for the liberals, I know I've seen a lot of not my president that kind of does the same thing as the whole racist, bigot, xenophobe argument. While I get the sentiment and agree with it, it also kind of blocks anything from going further because once you say that, um, the other side's going to be like, well, hey, 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 you live in this country. Well, he is your president. And, and the argument can't go farther. So if you want to say something like that, go with some, something more like, I don't support this president. This president doesn't re- represent me. This president doesn't have my interest in mind. Same sentiment, different wording, and it keeps the other side's mouth shut. I like that. Um, that it still makes me think and, of uh, uh, still makes me think of Monty Python. King, eh? Well, I didn't yeah. vote for you. Oh Lord! Exactly. <laughs> and um, Lord. and because I saw they mentioned <laughs> Harry Potter in the chat room, I actually had a Harry Potter joke for this one, which is think of it this way, because I know that um, the left always loves to throw. Well, Trump didn't win the popular vote. <clears throat> Fine. Um. Trump caught the switch, the snitch, or uh, Crumb <laughs> caught the snitch, but Ireland won the cup. Crumb uh, wow. caught the snitch, Ireland won the cup. Boom! Wow, that's wow. that's what happened. Hillary, how dare you? Hillary got the snitch, Trump won the cup. How dare you? That's how dare how it you? Works. Now I'm going to think about that. Now, see, I don't want to think about that. Either. But, but it, it, yeah, I get it. I do get it. I, get, I see what you're talking about. Which just, which just even more underlies, you know, the, the fact that we need to change the Electoral College, and we have for decades now, so hopefully that will be happening too. So, and, yes, we are Dumbledore's army. I would happily wear a shirt like that. Uh, but for the, for the record, I have to agree with uh, Ira in the chat room. The initiative itself never really, just like um, Impact and the XJL, we really don't wear politics on our sleeves. We don't. We we keep it private. We keep we don't. We keep it completely out of our our real life superhero, our community service. You know, anybody needs help, they need help. We don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, or whatever. Um, so, but this is about as 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 political as you'll hear us getting. 
because we invited it to be so on this show. Right, Specter? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, for anyone, who's li- for anyone who isn't Rock or I, we almost didn't – I almost ended up backing out of this a week ago. Several times. I was yeah. feeling that it was too political. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, politics is not normally something – at least I, I don't think you guys either, but I don't like to engage in while no. as a public figure, ROSH, whatever you want to call it. In private, yeah, I'll talk all day, but which did not happen more than two years ago. Like that, this is a recent thing for me. So that's what this yeah. election did. It turned me political. <laughs> well, I think everybody should be political now in some, some yeah. way or other because we're paying attention, you know, so um, – Oh, so I want. I had a follow-up point to the last one, which was I said I was going to hit the conservatives next. Uh, so this one's coming to any of you guys out there. Um, stop with the goddamn comparison to. Well, don't you want Trump to succeed so we can all succeed? If a if a plane's doing, going down, don't you want the pilot to do well? Yeah, that's true. But we have very different definitions of succeed. This isn't a plane. Succeeding isn't just landing. Succeeding is getting to the right destination. Um, and many people are I heading for the parachute. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want a wall. I don't want an immigration ban. I don't want the Dakota Access Pipeline up again. I'm very envi- – I'm super environmental. It's my job. Like, right. I have a lot of issues with the policies. So to me, succeed, the country succeeding <laughs> is those things failing. So that argument doesn't make any sense. I want America to do well. I'm very – I'm a patriot. I'm proud to be American. I don't want to block immigrants from coming in to, do, to get that done, and I don't want um, a wall built to get that done. So that argument doesn't make sense. Stop saying it. I'm, I'm probably yelling at nobody because I don't – I doubt there's that many conservatives <laughs> listening, but I'm saying it because I, vo- I have a microphone to do it from. <laughs> impact, impact, decaf. Decaf, okay. Decaf. <laughs> Sugar in the breakfast cereal, but uh, no, that's you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, and I loved your the analogy. I love the whole. We want it to get to the, to the right destination. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that one I came so. with on the spot actually. So I'm oh well, look at you, Ooh, smooth. Um, we have eight minutes left, so do you have any more? I'm not trying to rush you, but but I just want to keep you aware of the time. Oh, no, time. you could rush me. I can go oh. forever. Um, so oh, damn it. I guess the one thing I'm going to say <laughs> is this is going to go to both directions, um, and this is just like closing thoughts. So if mm-hmm. you want to talk to someone on the other side, um, first of all, fact check when you use a source. Check. Oh, right. Exactly. Um, check someone real, like – you know, the BBC, Wall Street Journal is the, considered the least biased one out there. Go to that. Check the BBC. They're mostly unbiased. Uh, the Economist, Google News apparently is supposed to be good. Um, uh, CNN go to ABC or did, CNN or USA Today, USA Today but they're not as good. What? what was I said that? Uh, CNN, was that? I think, is fake news, and I think they only have alternative facts. I'm sure I read that. Story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. So, so seriously, but seriously, I see so many people, like, posting – Things like, oh, this supports my argument. It's like, well, where's the source from? And to that note, don't use memes to, to, to argue politics because you're, you're not going to get it done in one line. It's usually a simplified picture or a simplified statistic that very well could have been made up on the spot 
And it doesn't mean anything. I've seen so many people just go, well, this YouTube video proves everything. I'm like, so some dickhead with a video camera posts a video, and all of a sudden that's the argument to end all arguments? I don't know this guy. <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent point. Yes, please check your facts first. So, uh, too funny. <laughs> I don't like it when um, Impact gets all, all wired up because then he, gets, he starts using dirty language. It's hilarious. <laughs> now, now we've got we've got we've got six minutes, and I need like four of those. So, so I'm just gonna have you okay, wrap I got, it up. I got I got two okay. I got okay. two more quick wrap ups. Okay. Um, for, so for the left, remember when you protest, protest, don't riot because once you riot, the other side stops right. listening to you and blames you as uh, criminals. On the other side of that, <laughs> for the right, ask why they're rioting. Don't call them babies for doing it. It's the con- it's the constitutional right. <laughs> But trying to figure out why they're actually rioting, what they're rioting about, or rather protesting about. Rioting, right. I could actually probably do like another half hour on that, why people riot. Right. But ask why they're protesting because there's – don't assume you know. And you guys are talking about the, the woman saying, oh, well, I don't feel like – I don't feel like I need to riot. Congratulations. Other women do. <laughs> Get over it. I don't feel like I need to take a dump <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not hungry. Ergo, no one else should eat. Right, exactly. <laughs> We're fighting for your right to eat and to take a dump. Back up and let us do our job. Exactly. <laughs> You'll thank us later. And then, um. and then just for any RLSH out there, remember, we're supposed to be apolitical as public figures, which mm-hmm. the public might only be other RLSH, but we're supposed to go out there and help everybody. Don't get too caught up in the politics of it. Just help who you can. Don't worry about the rest. And do the, the politics in your private time. That's my message Amen. to the heroes out there. Yay! Wow. I'm sorry. I would Spectre. disagree with the fact that RLSH movements need to stay apolitical. I think there are certain protests. You know, we, the New York Initiative, was heavily involved in the Women's March. Um, I think that's a very political movement. Looking at okay. the messaging, I guess I, what I what I meant with that is is don't start picking and choosing who you help based on politics. Sure, yeah, that's there you that's go. more what I meant. Like I'm all for doing human rights stuff. I try and stay out of the more political stuff as impact. I'll go and ask Carter, but really all I meant was don't pick and cho- don't cherry pick who you help based on politics. Very good. That's, that's really what I was trying to say there. Well, that's, that's the bottom line right there. I don't think any of us out on the street would really turn someone away. We, we can't tell what they are when we're helping them if they're bleeding. We right. can't tell. They all, they all bleed red. If you come across a Trump supporter broken and bleeding, treat them like anyone else. That's, I guess, what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I, I, know, I, know, I know everyone here actually would, but this is, like I said, this is – 50,000 listens. I assume a couple people aren't the ones in the chat room right now, and they're going to hear this eventually. And I'm sorry right. to those people having, for having to hear me talk so much. Oh, no worries. So are we. <laughs> you know, with that, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to cut you. I did promise uh, people that I would make this announcement tonight. So I Go for um, it. want to thank you, by the way, for all of that, because it, it needed to be said. 
And um, we're going to reemphasize everything you said on our page so that if somebody just, you know, didn't get to hear the whole show, now they'll get it. Um, but yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Good stu- topic. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, and I'm really glad you did My that. Pleasure. Even though you were, you were trying to back out of doing it like three times, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you talked yourself back into it. So, yay. Um, really quick, and I can't go into big detail here, um, because somebody took too long. No, I'm kidding. Well, there will be more detail later. <laughs> but this concerns you too, Impact. Um, I wanted to let everyone know, especially if you're an RLSH waiting here, what the hell is she talking about? Um, I made an announcement earlier in the RLSH group that there was uh, something concerning them. And uh, I want to let you guys know that we are going back out on the road in June and we are taking our Nation of Heroes um, documentaries that we were doing. We have a web series called uh, Nation of Heroes. We are updating it to Superhero Nation. And I guess you can tell who we're going to be talking to and interviewing along the way. So Spectre out in New York, uh, the Virginia Initiative out in Virginia, guess what? We're coming your way in June, buddy. That's right. And any RLSH in between, we'll give you more details, but we've got a web series coming up, and if you guys want to be involved, if you want to tell your story, we'll provide all the links on our Nation of Heroes page. So that's the announcement. We're excited as hell. Woo! Wow, awesome. So, yeah, wow, I'm excited. Exactly. Right? You should be, because we're going to come visit you. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we did talk about it like a week ago. Yes, we did, and that's where uh, that's where part of it started, right there, buddy. It's all your fault. So good or bad, get credit. Um, oh darn. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a 60 seconds. Spectre, I'm going to turn it over to you, co-host. Oh man. So uh, yeah, we we're going to have another event coming up in April, the Warrior Dash with Misfits. So we're going to be talking about that on a future show. But before we get to that, we got a really entertaining show next week, talking about cosplay and cosplay, uh, with two awesome world-famous cosplayers. So uh, that should be uh, geeky as all hell and worth listening in. I've got to say, man, thank you to uh, to Rock and to Bug, to Impact, to Lisa for joining us, to everyone in the chat room. There's been a whole bunch of you in there. You've been really active and, and had some really awesome points. So thank you. I'd name you all, but we haven't got time. So we will catch you same bat time, same bat channel next week. Thanks, everyone. Love you guys. Yeah. Have a good one, Thank you all. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? <laughs>